Jesus, oh yes. blessed Savior, he's worthy to be praised. Praise Him. Praise Him. Oh, 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 praise Him. Praise
lift up as our thought for this morning, simply come see, come see. There's nothing more important, there's nothing more life affecting that can happen to us than for us to have a personal encounter with Jesus. As his disciples, it is incumbent upon us to do all we can to arrange such an encounter for those who don't know him. And it's unfortunate that for many of us, this just isn't a priority. For many of us, it's not something that motivates us. As a whole, the church does a poor job of reaching people for Jesus. What we excel in is trading members. While some traditional churches suffer numerical losses and some contemporary churches see numerical gains, what it really amounts to is a trade-off. Someone stopped attending the first traditional church of downtown and started attending the church of what's happening now. And while it's a loss for first traditional and a gain for what's happening, the result is no gain for the kingdom. But it's also true that we're losing generations to the world. Studies show that 42% of millennials, those between the ages of 18 and 28, don't attend any church, don't read the Bible. 84% of churches in this country have plateaued or are on the decline. As we near the midpoint of 2020, we should be asking ourselves, how many unchurched people have I invited to worship? How many unchurched people have I approached about their salvation? And right now, during this time of social distancing and stay-at-home orders, inviting others to worship involves sharing with them our online platforms and encouraging them to make use of them. How many of us are doing that? When we consider how many there are in our social circle, in our vocational circle, even in our family circle, who don't know Jesus, evangelism ought to be a priority. We ought to be like the sower in Jesus' parable, just dropping seed into any and every soil into which we come into contact. You know, we're not responsible as to which seed takes root and which seed doesn't. That's God's business. But we are responsible for making sure that we drop the seed. And I just don't believe that we don't know any unsaved or unchurched people. But I do believe that there is a general lack of concern on our part about the unsaved and the unchurched. And that lack of concern should be a concern to all of us. This is the work to which we have been called. And in this work, we must be willing to give our best effort. 
It's biblical, my brothers and sisters. Jesus said to Simon and Andrew, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus said to the Gadarene demoniac after he was set free, return home and tell your family what the Lord has done for you. Jesus said to his disciples before he returned to glory, as you go, make disciples. And it reminds us that if we've been impacted by Christ, if the Lord has done anything for you, if you count yourselves as being aligned with him in his work, then you have a charge to keep with regard to telling this story. If you love people like you claim to love them, then you ought to do all that you can to make sure that you introduce them to Jesus. Our text comes to us from John chapter 4. Jesus and his disciples are on their way back to Galilee from Judea. But in going home, Jesus made the unusual decision to pass through Samaria. Historically, Jews and Samaritans had little contact with each other. Though Samaritans had been in Palestine for more than 700 years, they had never been accepted by Jews. There was an intense hatred that existed between the races. The hatred was so strong that Jews traveling between Galilee and Judea would go miles out of their way to bypass Samaria and lessen the risk of coming into contact with the Samaritan. But Jesus decided to go through Samaria. And in so doing, he was making a point. It's an important point for us today. He was saying that the gospel is too important to be limited by the superficial boundaries we place on our lives. My brothers and sisters, if we are serious about discipleship, then we must not permit ourselves to be slowed by artificial boundaries. We have to get past our differences with folk and be about the work to which we have been called. A lot of us live with artificial boundaries in place, boundaries of race, boundaries of sex, boundaries of education, boundaries of socioeconomic class, boundaries of past experience, boundaries of preference. These boundaries produce fear and estrangement. They limit our ability to share the gospel. But by going through Samaria, Jesus shows us that these boundaries must be overcome. Our message is more important than anything anybody else has to say. Our message is more important than what politicians have to say. While they debate the merits of masking or unmasking. Our message is more important than what economists have to say while they offer their predictions about joblessness and interest rates. Our message is more important than what sociologists and psychologists have to say regarding the impact 
that social distancing and stay at home has on the human psyche. Our message is that regardless of the current circumstance, salvation has come. Our message is that despite the current confusion, peace is at hand. Our message is that abundant life goes beyond economic struggle. And it's bad when we let artificial differences keep us from sharing the love, the power, and the hope of the gospel. Jesus led his disciples through Samaria. And as they neared the village of Sychar, they stopped at Jacob's well. Jesus rested there while the disciples went into town to buy food. It was noon, and the people came to the well to make their midday draw of water. But when it looked like everyone had come and gone, a woman timidly made her way to the well. As she got closer, this woman wondered what this Jew was doing there. She probably thought to herself, I'm not prepared to meet anybody, but it reminds us that there is no way to prepare to meet Jesus. The best thing that we can do is just come as we are. Peter will tell us that when I first met Jesus, I wasn't really ready. I was a fisherman doing my best to make ends meet. I had a family to feed and I had bills to pay. And that morning when I met him, I was worried and upset. I had been working all night long, but I hadn't made any money, hadn't caught any fish. But when Jesus passed by, he made a change in my life. First, he filled my net with fish, but more than that, he filled my heart with joy. He made a way for me when I didn't see a way, and I'm glad that Jesus came my way. My brothers and sisters, it's our task to tell people that Jesus is passing our way. It's our task to position ourselves so that we can introduce people to Jesus because it's the most important meeting that we can ever have. When the woman came to the well, she was probably trying to continue to practice social distancing. She tried to draw her water as quickly and as quietly as she could. She just wanted to do what she came to do and move on. But Jesus had a different agenda. If you review their encounter, Jesus wanted to let her know that he saw her differently than others had seen her. Jesus saw her differently than her fellow villagers saw her. Apparently, they had labeled her in terms of her past relationships. She'd been married five times, and, and the man that she was living with wasn't her husband. And it seemed that the good people of Sychar had determined that she was a woman with loose morals and poor character. But Jesus saw her differently. 
Jesus saw her differently than traditional Judaism saw her. The regular prayer, did you know this? The regular prayer of Pharisees was, Lord, I thank you that I'm not a slave, that I'm not a Samaritan, and I'm not a woman. This was two out of three for her. Pharisees thought they were better than Samaritans. Pharisees thought they were better than women, but Jesus saw her as more than a woman. He saw her as more than a Samaritan. This woman had a soul that needed to be saved. This woman was a broken vessel that needed repair. This woman was a hurting person who needed to be healed. And so as he talked to her, he spoke words of life into her dying spirit. Jesus told her in so many words, I know how others see you, but believe me, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to do you any harm. I've come to let you know that you're looking in the wrong place for satisfaction. Water can satisfy your physical thirst, but you need more than physical satisfaction. Human relationships can make you feel needed and special for a little while, but you need more than human relationships can offer. And that's why I came this way. In me, you'll find what you need. You came to this well to satisfy your physical thirst, but I came this way to satisfy the need of your soul. My brothers and sisters, the reason why I love Jesus is because he has everything I need. Jesus sees everything about us that everybody else sees, but, but I'm glad that with all that he sees, he looks at me differently. You see me in terms of how I measure up to somebody's artificial standard. You see me in terms of the wrong that I've done and the messes that I've made. You see me in terms of my faults and failures and Jesus sees all of that. But the reason why I love the Lord is that he sees more. He looks beyond my fault. He looks past my failure. He goes beyond the surface and he sees what I have the potential of being if I let him sit on the throne of my heart. I need joy that the world can't give nor take away. I need peace that passes understanding. I need a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I need living water that will satisfy the longing of my soul. And I'm glad that I find what I need in Jesus. Well, there's one more thing I want to tell you. And that is once you've met Jesus, he makes such a change in your life that you have to tell somebody about it. The text says after this woman met Jesus after she found out that he saw her differently than others saw her. After she discovered that he had the very thing that she needed, she couldn't keep it to herself. She dropped her water pots and ran back to the village and, and she went crying, come see a man who told me 
everything that I've ever done. Come see a man who knows me inside out. Oh, my brothers and sisters, as I close today, I'm glad that I've met him for myself. I'm glad that he took my sin away. I'm glad that he sees me differently and that he has changed the agenda of my life. I'm glad that he's given me real satisfaction and he's given me a new story to tell. And so I spend all my time finding whoever I can to say, come see a man who can lift up a bowed down head. Come see a man who can give ease to a troubled mind. Come see a man who can soothe an aching heart. Come see a man who can turn your life around. Come see a man who loves you so much that he died in your place that you might live. Come see a man who causes joy bells to ring in your heart. Come see a man that you don't have to social distance from. Come see a man that you can draw closer to day after day after day. Come see Jesus. And I guarantee when you come to him, you'll be better than you've ever been before. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that with all of our faults, all of our failures, all of our weaknesses. You are still waiting at the well for us to pass by. We thank you that you're willing to engage with us and that you have seen us differently from how others have seen us and that you are willing to work transformation in our lives if we would yield to you. I thank you, dear God, for the transformation that you made in my life. And I thank you for the opportunity to tell others what you've done for me. Bless this simple word which has gone forth. May it be a help to those who have heard. And now, dear God, if there's someone who's viewing, if there's someone who's paying attention to this live stream who does not know you and the pardon of their sin, we pray that something that is said or done would touch their hearts and cause them to give their lives to you. In the name of your son, Jesus, we ask it all. Amen.
Oh, shine. 